Shira, Lindsay, Amy, thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to talk about advisory and what that means and what uh, how that's done and how it's put into practice. Um, before we start in earnest, uh, Shira, do you want to give a little bit of a background, your background, so we folks listening can know? Absolutely. So I have been a teacher on and off of Paul Penna for about eight years, um, but I'm just coming back from a, from a long leave. Um, and so I've taught grades two and five, and now I'm teaching grades six and seven. Um, I have a bit of background in disability studies, and I also work um, at the Miles Nidell Jewish Community Center as an access and inclusion specialist and at the Real Abilities Film Festival. Great. Lindsay, your turn, a little bit of a background. Thanks, Jay. Um, I come to Polpenna after just under 15 years at Bialik, where I taught almost everything from grades five to eight. Um, I am now currently the director of student services here, where I work with students and families um, in a variety of different ways by bringing in speech language, occupational therapy, psychoeducational assessment, and really any other support services that students need in the school. Amy, can I ask you a question? Um, thinking about the advisory program, like, tell me what it is, what its goals are, and then we'll get to uh, Lindsay and back to Shira, sort of talk about it a little more in depth. We'll talk about the sort of key goals of, of the advisory program. Sure, Jay. So when we were thinking about building the middle school and what was really key when we thought about grades six, seven, and eight as unique grades, we wanted ways for the kids to connect to each other and really connect to a teacher while at the same time having the experience of Rotary and learning how to sort of learn how to work with many teachers. And so from there, the idea of advisory was born. Each grade has an advisory teacher and the plan and the hope is that that teacher owns their social emotional well-being. And so if there's questions or issues or trouble, that's the person who parents can turn to first. And then that person can look to the team and try to get the information they need to help the student. But advisory also has a period a week and it was an opportunity to build a really unique curriculum. So in thinking about advisory curriculum, we thought about three main areas. The first being executive function, how kids organize themselves, their things, their thoughts, their time. The second being mental health of young adolescents. So in particular right now, really thinking about how to differentiate between stress, anxiety, and worry, and when to know that you need more help. And so in my conversations with kids, they've talked to us about lessons they've done with Maura Shira about thinking traps and what do you do when you get stuck in a thinking trap and where does that fit within sort of their worries and anxieties and how do they help themselves get out of that? And then the third piece is thinking about the natural transitions that happens in kid, happen in kids' lives over this time period. So in our context, moving from one building to another, moving from an elementary student to having an identity of a middle school student. And next year, when we have kids in grade eight, thinking about what does it mean to transition into high school to think about concluding your time at Paul Penna and making really good decisions about high school and having people in the school who are here to help make those decisions. So when we look at building our team and bringing in grade eight teachers, it's really important to us that we either hire someone or train internally 
someone to have their guidance qualification and really work with the kids on the transition from middle school to high school. That's super helpful background. Lindsay, I want to ask you, uh, talk a little bit about the importance of speaking with a parent of a seventh grader or grade seven student, uh, speaking of the importance of sort of building executive functioning skills in this time frame in a student's life. I always like to talk about executive function skills as the hidden curriculum. These are all of the skills that kids need and that kids need to learn and develop in order to be successful in all of their other academic and life skills. Um, and something interesting happens in middle school as we see this gradual release of responsibility from these skills like time management, organization, planning, getting started, uh, self-regulation, all of these different pieces, um, really the release of responsibility happens onto the student. So as parents start to release their responsibility, for example, helping students manage how much homework they do on which night, um, it's really important that as part of the advisory curriculum that we build the explicit instruction of these executive functioning skills for students to help them succeed. And, and um, Shira, if you could talk a little bit about how that sort of comes to life or looks like in practice for a student or in the classroom. So we work with, with what we're doing. So for example, in grade seven, the students had to read one novel over a month and do an assignment based on it. So rather than breaking it up for them, they each had to take the things that we talked about in advisory of how to make schedules for yourself, how to use a calendar, how to break big tasks into small pieces. And they had to decide how many pages they were gonna read each night, which, which days of the weekend they were gonna take off. Um, and rather than us doing it for them, we have them, them do it. So we take these skills that seem abstract and then we apply them to the assignments that they're doing in class. It strikes me of everything you're saying from the three sort of goals to mm. how it comes to life. I could use some advisory program in my life. Uh, <laughs> I think we probably all could. Um, uh, but I, I want to ask you sort of uh, sort of more personally, like Cheryl, what is the, like, how is this rewarding sort of as you go about this and working with these students in the new setting? Like, how has that sort of been in your role? Um, and like having it come to life, you know, is that rewarding for you? And how do you feel about that? I mean, on a personal level or professional I mean, level? it's it's incredibly rewarding. I think that the best part is seeing, and, and the kids, seeing that the kids recognize like, oh my goodness, this isn't as looming and as overwhelming as I thought it was, all I have to do is break it into small manageable pieces. But, and it's these skills that we take for granted that maybe we assume they might know and they don't know. Um, and then you see how much, how much easier their lives become that they, that they can do these things. And then they transfer, like when we went over our calendar lesson, some of the kids said, oh, can I put like my hockey practice and my, you know, I'm going to so-and-so's cottage this weekend. Can I put that all in there? And then once they did, they realized that, oh, they were supposed to do reading this weekend, but they have pro hockey practice twice and there's no time for that. So like the skill, seeing the skills transfer into the rest of their life, not just their academic life, I think is the most rewarding. And because like you said, these are skills we all really, really need and they will absolutely use forever. Yeah. Lindsay, I see you shaking your head. Yeah. Does that jive with sort of what you're seeing as well and what's rewarding about doing this work? Oh, absolutely. And um, I love working with Shira on developing what this executive functions curriculum looks like in practice in the classroom uh, and figuring out what the starting point is, where students are at, 
Do they know how to use their Google Calendar? Do we need to, where do we need to start from and how, how they sort of see this becoming relevant to all different aspects of their lives? Um, and it's, it's really cool to watch. It's interesting because in a previous conversation we've done on this podcast, we talked about the Smarty Party in grade six math, which I, I'm only making a reference to because the skills they were learning about sort of the data analytics, of course, but actually utilizing the tools available to them in like a Google Sheet or an Excel spreadsheet is really, uh, that's a life skill applied to a sort of math program in grade six. Uh, and I, I sort of see the parallels sort of in managing life and managing sort of the math data as well. Um, and I guess this lends itself, and we'll go back to you, Lindsay, like what, what if there were three or four or one or two things that they take with them as we get out of grade eight, right, uh, two years from now, that they take with them to high school and beyond, like what would those few things be that you hope sort of sticks with them? First and foremost, the time management piece. Um, and I think Shira really touched on that. Um, I would love to see these kids graduate with a firm handle on how to manage time, how to schedule their time, how to use their calendars, how to not become overwhelmed when they have a lot of things to do. Um, so I think that's a really important piece. And along with it is sort of the organizing, the chunking, the breaking tasks into manageable pieces. Uh, because when kids hit grade nine and they get big projects and big assignments, it's really important that they arrive there with the skills that they need to say, hey, okay, I can break this into seven different pieces and I can tackle one piece each evening until it's finished and I can schedule accordingly. Yeah. Shira, does that sort of mesh with what you're, you're looking for as these as the students sort of leave? Are there other things in addition to that? I think uh, the other thing that I would mention is just a self-awareness of where their skills lie so that they really understand like, actually I'm really organized and I'm really good at, at keeping on top of my schedule, but maybe I need help on A, B, and C. So like we're really helping the kids just be a little bit more reflective and more self-aware so they know what they need to work on and what they need to maybe practice more explicitly and what we need to be on top of it a little more and, and which students don't need that. So they know they know themselves well. Yeah. Amy, thinking about that, I mean, this was, I mean, we on the board thought about the middle school in several different ways and what it meant for the school, but but this stuff is so, I don't want to use the term juicy, but so juicy, like this transition from, from elementary school to high school, like these are, in addition to all the academics, like this is the, this is the stuff where the school really provides incredible value and dedication and professionalism. Like, is that sort of how you vision this happening? Yeah. I mean, one of the things we've talked about so much, Jay, a little bit on the podcast in our own conversations, I've talked to Lindsay about it. I've talked to Shira about it is just how are we going to prepare our kids for high school? That the reason we have a middle school are many. We're filling a gap in the community. It's what our school needs. It's, feeling, it's filling a unique gap in the market for an excellent small Jewish middle school. And we really want to ensure that that experience is preparing kids for high school. So I, I, I resonate so deeply with what Lindsay said about there being this hidden curriculum. And that Yes, we can do the math and the language, and we've got really talented people to do that. But at the same time, in order to fulfill our own mission and mandate, we have to make sure we're sending our kids out into the world with the personal skills to manage all that's going to come at them. And, you know, um, we're recording this 
in December, to be honest with our listener, I don't know where the world is going to be at when this launches in January. But what we know is that our kids need lots of skills to manage themselves, to self-advocate, to organize all of the different pieces of their life and their learning so that they can be successful. I think a piece that we haven't talked about yet is that really juicy piece of advisory, which is about the kids becoming self-aware about their own emotional states and all the different ways we're going to talk about emotion with the kids as we move them through grades six, seven, and eight, as they transition in and out of different um, seasons and phases of their life thinking about themselves as early middle school kids to kids who are ready to enter high school and how they're going to change emotionally and how we're there to support them and give them some language and structure to talk about their feelings, their emotion and their worries. So I think that that's something that's really important too. And I'd love, you know, just as a way to conclude to hear a little bit maybe from Shira or Lindsay about how they're tackling some of those mental health pieces that are coming up in advisory. I'm, I'm happy to talk about that. We've been using our amazing resource, Francine, um, at the school um, to make sure that we are supporting the kids in appropriate ways and making them self-aware and reflective and also talking about emotional things that come up regularly in middle school, like anxiety and how not to get stuck in thinking traps, for example, um, and how to self-advocate and how to be aware of where you are emotionally. Um, I'll give you an example of a lesson that is coming up is, is having kids identify their own circle of care. So when we have issues or, or challenging times, we all have many people in our lives who we can go to, and it might be your parents, it might be your best friend, your teacher, your coach, and we actually have them map it out. So they know where their support is coming from and they can identify who they might go to for different things. But a lot of kids, when they get to a tough time, feel stuck and they keep it in. And the thing that we try to encourage is that the sooner you communicate it, the sooner you can get help and the sooner you can help yourself. And you have to really identify who the people in your life are your safe people um, and the people who you can go to for that. So that's, that's just one of example of the lesson we have coming up. This whole approach is so thoughtful and, and I swear I could, I'm going to book time with all of you uh, <laughs> to walk through an advisory program for me and set something up. So I'm ready for uh, not only for life, but maybe even grade nine, I'll do it all over again. Um, Lindsay and Shira and Amy, thank you so much for your time. Let you get back to it, but thank you for your expertise, your time, the caring for our kids um, and getting them ready for now and for life. So thank you very much. Thank Thanks, you. Jay. Thanks, Thank you. Lindsay. Thanks, Shira. It's a great team we've got here.